So into the gray means gray matter as well. So we're going to talk about the mind and how if you can control your mind, you can control a lot of things. Are you starting? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Are we starting? We're starting. Hello. What are your thoughts? That's we... how we're starting today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at our podcast today. Into the gray. gray. I'm always going to point. Is that going to be? I did that like... last time. Where I, You guys, if you're not looking at the video, you, I'm pointing at his Am I... beautiful, gorgeous gray hair. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and if mine it's... would turn all gray at once, I might consider it. But he started blonde. So going gray. I had gray, a head start. <laughs> yeah, going gray was kind of just like highlights. For me, it would be. Um, what did they call it? There's a term for it as we're turning gray. Um, oh my gosh. Sparkles? <laughs> Tinsel? I Tinsel. forgot. I forgot what it was called. It's anyway. like a whole Christmas tree with the tinsel draped over your hair. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. But anyways, you know, it truly is as we get into, and I'm going to segue into it. It is a mindset. You know, it's like, you know, me feeling gray um, or turning gray more, I mean, I could either embrace it and go, you know what, it's going to be a little off on my hair, you know, that I'm used to. And that's going to be has to be okay. It's all right, if I want to go that route, right. But it's a mindset. And right now, I'm not ready to embrace the gray. <laughs> She's running deal with that gray. mindset. <laughs> so that's okay. And it's not there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of where we're going with today's episode. So I want to start with Jody, kind of actually talking about thoughts and the mind, because we really feel strongly that if you can control your mind, you can control a lot of things in your life. Well, I think that, and I think that's a challenging thing, especially when you look back over life, right? You look back and you go, all right, how did I get through certain seasons of our life okay you know starting a business adopting kids you know dealing having with kids. having kids i mean just <laughs> building the, a house building oh, a house oh gosh building a house yeah i totally <laughs> forgot about that one <laughs> that that created a, a whole bunch of gray just in itself when we were trying to roof <gasps> the house and paint it in the cold and it was yeah. freezing and we were trying to get it painted yes. in the night my mom and dad were over helping us and cleaning out paintbrushes, dude, I earned a lot of gray that night. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of times when you're going through those situations, it's easy to focus on what's happening. And it's easy to get into a dark spot in your thoughts and in your heart because it's easy to look at the challenge as a negative as something that is working against you, that's fighting against your progress. Because we all have dreams and aspirations, or we did, and all of a sudden we're working towards them and we hit a big obstacle and we're like, wait, I thought I was on the right path. Instead of recognizing that obstacles are part of the path. That's true. That's true. But I want to back up a bit. I want to understand, well, why we as humans tend to, at least, I guess I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I think the statistics are that we tend to like 
focus on the negative or instead of looking at, oh, well, okay, so the paint did drip. Gosh, I just learned that probably painting in humidity is going to be an issue. Okay, now what do I get to do next? And I like, I tend to be a problem solver. I want to be, but believe me, at the very beginning, it's like, oh, and that's okay too, right? The frustration's there and that's not a problem because that's human. You're human. You're going to, you're going to be frustrated. Great. But I'm also noticing this too, that we might stay in that area where we're like just focusing on, dang, this is a challenge. Oh, no, I don't want to. And instead of like, uh, what are we going to do? How do I get out of this? What can I, you know, um, I guess, what can I do to solve the problem? Why do you think that it's easier? I believe it's easier for us to focus on the negative than think about what else can be, can happen through it. And the only reason why I say that is because I could have, let me just put it this way. I um, can have great calls all day for eight hours when I'm talking to customers and I can have one miserable customer and it just, that's all I focus on. That's all I remember. That's all I think about. And I think that is so bizarre to me. Why does our mind do that? I mean, like I said, we're going to say, if you can control your mind, you can control a lot of things. So what do you think? What, do you, what are your thoughts? No, it's, I do think it's universal. I think everybody has a tendency to focus on the negative. It's easy to get consumed by the negative, but it requires discipline to go, you know what? This is just a moment. It's just a trial that I have to work through. I need to figure things out, not only on how to solve the problem, but maybe I need to discover something in myself. I need to develop something in myself. And sometimes that something that needs to be developed in yourself is a greater empathy and understanding that not everything is working against you. Not everything is beating down on your door. It's not all rain and darkness, right? It's just, you know, when I look at life, I tend to think of things as experiences that we encounter coming in three forms, either from the choices that we make, which have consequences, both good and bad, the the choices that other people have made that ripple across our life and sometimes have a profound effect on our life. And we have to figure out how to not only help them solve the problem, but also deal with our own feelings of disappointment or anger or frustration or, oh, not again, right? And, or, man, why did you do this to me? And then the challenge of, just life that God has entrusted you with certain challenges. He, you know, with having children or whatever you're, you know, I think, you know, some people are entrusted with health challenges, right? I think about my really good friend, Scott Summers back in the day. I don't know if you remember him, but you remember the name. He, he was an afternoon disc jockey mm -hmm. and dude, he had a golden radio voice, beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. But I call them the $6 million man all pasted together. Mm -hmm. And I joked about it. And he laughed about it. He had a beautiful singing voice. 
but the man behind the mic was not who you envisioned. He had cerebral palsy. He had one leg shorter than the other by about four inches. So he had a, you know, a shoe with a four inch lift and he had one eye that he couldn't quite see out of. It was kind of twisted and a little blind. And when you, when you looked at him, his voice didn't match up, but he, wait, his voice didn't match up ma to what? what you envisioned oh, what you in envisioned. your mind, right? You, okay. Hey, I, KOFY, you know, Scott Summers bringing it to you live, you know, yeah. just his beautiful voice, right? But then when you would meet him, the his appearance was offsetting, but he had this great ability to make people feel like, you know what, I love you, and I'm glad that you've had the opportunity to see me, not only the voice that you imagine, but the real me, and he had this great gift of going, you know what, God blessed me mm -hmm. with these opportunities in my life. Yeah. And yes, they can be debilitative in some senses, but he embraced them with such beauty and going, you know what, I'm going to take the most of what God has entrusted with me, to me, and I'm going to be a blessing to other people. And I think we all kind of struggle with those three areas of challenges in our life that hit us and each one of those require a mindset it requires you to discipline your mind and your heart to go you know what yeah there are challenges but i can overcome and i can become through these challenges yeah no i like that i can become because it sounds like scott i it, it sounds like obviously because of our society and environment, he had challenges where societal challenges where yes. like you're saying, if, if you're saying it was a little off putting to, to, to view him is because he was, he experienced that where people were, um, whatever, afraid or whatever that what I'm happened. Afraid, uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, sure what to what say. Like, yeah. Right. Those kind of things, which in my heart, it just makes me sad that that's how the world that we have, but we do have this world that we have to live in. And fortunately, there's so much more coming up and coming about that make us more understanding, empathetic, aware, and how to um, be more human to others, be loving, caring. So thank goodness, because that when you said that to me, it made me just made me sad that I was, or when you said yeah, when you talked about him, it made me kind of sad that that would be the um, the his experience. And but in that sense, he knew that, and understanding that in his mind and in his heart, it sounds like he knew that. Okay, I have to figure out how to overcome this quote unquote challenge in my life, and I'm going to work it really to his advantage. And then he knew that he had, I'm assuming he knew, or he learned that he had a great voice and he could project that and share goodness out into the world. And I, I just think that's really, really what we want to talk about is that control, that ability to control your mind. I mean, I think that I love, um, I was reading uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Christian gave me the book and I hadn't I don't think I ever read it in high school, but apparently it's a book that we read in high school sometime <laughs> and not one that I read. And in Tuesdays with Maury, I love the quote that he says, once you learn how to die, you learn how to live. 
And I thought, now, how do you die? <laughs> I mean, I know ways that I don't want to die, but I think, but what I gleaned from that, and you have to read the book to really, really appreciate it. But to, what I gleaned from that is if you can appreciate the fact that everybody knows they're going to die, but they really don't focus on it because really you don't want to focus on it, right? You, you just want to focus on living. But to really learn how to live your life, not in the sense of I'm going to die tomorrow, but almost kind of like that, because it's like, do you want to live your life being sad and angry, angry at your neighbors, angry that somebody forgot to, <laughs> I almost said, some, uh, somebody forgot to say something, hello to you, open the door for you. Somebody cut you off in the, you know, at the, um, in traffic, you know, and you're angry at that. Yeah, no, I know those are things that are annoying. Absolutely. We all experience that. Don't, don't worry. We have our fair share of yelling at the other driver in the car, but it's, <laughs> it's remembering that, is it really that important? And then moving beyond that. And I like what you said about when Scott feels like this is the gift that God gave me. So this is how I'm going to use it. Expanding on that, I also think about that God, God is so expansive, right? And he doesn't think and she, sorry, heavenly parents, heavenly father, father and heavenly mother, we believe we have um, a parentage in them. And so that created us and they create and believe more holistically, think more holistically, more expansive. Yet we think very linear thinking like, well, I've got to get from, you know, my goals are, a, B, C, and if I don't get to C, then ugh. I'm a failure. There you go. Like, I'm a failure. There's that term, right? Instead of thinking, oh, okay, well, I can learn uh, from this and move a different direction, do something different, take a detour, whatever, you know, to, to go over that little hump or, you know, hill that you might see. And we are created by them. So why do we think that we only can think linearly, linearly? I don't even know if that's a <laughs> word, but I made it up and I like it. So it's just very much of a tongue twister. But why do we think linear if they don't? <laughs> so. Well, and I think that's a challenge, right? Because, you know, we live in a world that is very time driven right you think about we come and we live on this earth and there is a limited time that we're going to live on this earth but both you and i have a very strong sense and faith and belief that there is an eternal journey that we're on and this life is just part of it and it's easy to get consumed by the day-to-day -day, the seasons of your life. And I think a lot of times part of the challenge is that we have an expectation of what A, B, and C 
and maybe D look like. But then when we hit C, like, for example, you've been married for 20 years and all of a sudden, for whatever reasons you guys go through, are on the edge of a divorce, right? And so all of a sudden your expectation, your dreams are cut and you're having to make these whole new plans that you didn't have any desire yeah. 20 years ago or, or thought. any thought that it might happen. And now you're dealing with the ramifications of whatever led up to it, right? And there are myriads of reasons why people get a divorce and, and have to start anew. And there's, you know, too many to go into this podcast. But I think one of the things that happens when our expectations are not met, resentment comes in. Resentment for what the promises that were not kept, resentment for the potential that is no longer going to be realized, resentment that you have to readjust your life. And the challenge is that resentment becomes an obstacle to your emotional, spiritual, and mental growth. That's the wall that you create. There's yes. a resentment wall. And that's um, that you create in Willie. It's the creation in your own mind. Because resentment is not an actual physical thing. No. It's not physical. So you've created it in your mind that now I'm upset about this. Now I'm angry about this. Now um, whatever. And you can start blaming whatever, you know. So-and-so got the job because of this, this, and this. They've cheated on that. They didn't do right on the test or they cheated on the test. And so then they got that. You know what I mean? You can go through a bunch of, a whole bunch of um, scenarios, ex scenarios excuses. excuses, reasons. And that's that resentment wall. And really the only wall, yeah, that's the wall that you have to climb over and it's in your mind. And because it's not physical. No. And okay. it's easy to sit behind that emotional wall and stew. It's like an eddy uh, in a river. You know, you think about when we're rafting, there are eddies that are sitting behind a rock or a wall. And the water actually goes in a circular mo mo motion. And if you're not careful, you can get stuck moving in a circle. And while it may appear that you have movement going in your life, you're really stagnant mm. and just spinning in circles. And a lot of people mentally get stuck in this resentment wall and it takes very concerted effort and strategic effort to move out of that wall or break it down or move around that wall so that you can then progress on your journey. Well, and I like to look at eddies as, because I know I've used them, because when we would raft, we would use an eddy to stop and get respite yep. and take a breather and have some lunch or whatever, because you're exhausted. And that's okay too. That's, yep. that's actually what you should do. I, I mean, okay. Uh, there's words that I don't like. I call them itchy words and should is one of them. So I won't use that word. That's what would be advantageous <laughs> for you at the time, just because you, you can take that time to regroup, reset, 
Willie, first, go ahead, feel the emotions, feel the sadness that you're human. There's nothing wrong with that. And there, there is an aspect in our society that says, oh, you're fine. Get up. You know what I mean? You've fallen. Just get up. Dust off your, you know, pants or whatever. Muscle through it. It's just, yeah, muscle through it. It's just, you know, a scrape. You've got dust on your clothes. Get up, you know, shake it off, right? Shake it off. There's some value to that. I don't disagree. I definitely think there's value to that. But I also think there's value to... Uh, living in the moment of, oh, I got to sit with this for a little bit. Because I tell you what, and this is due from experience, if you keep suppressing those feelings like, okay, fine, you know what, I'm just going to muscle through it. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to continue on and whatever. And you don't deal with whatever issues were at hand at the moment, whatever, how, you know, and I'm talking severe issues. I'm not, whatever severe to you, I, I guess I can't put a value on what might be um, really tragic or not tragic. So, um, but if you sit with it for a little bit and feel it, allow yourself to feel it, move through it. That's part of the movement. That's part of, um, growing and learning from it and then continuing forward. How long that part where you need to be, um, feeling it, that's really up to you. Um, that eddy is there to help you get that respite, that time. Don't rush it. That's what I would suggest. Don't rush it. Experience it. Feel it. Work through it. And here's the thing. There's support out there to help you through challenging moments. And the, the one thing if you can realize and kind of remember in your mind, this is what helps me get through things. This is, I guess, like one of my, I'll say mantras, mottos or whatever. I say there's a solution to every problem. I may not like the solution. <laughs> I may not like <laughs> how I have to work through that solution I'm, I, or the problem. I may not like it, but there's a solution. And I just know that in the end, there's a solution. But right now, I'm going to sit with this for a little bit. I'm going to sit in my um, sadness. And you know what? I, I've heard this before, like, oh, you're having a pity party. It's like, you know, you might see it as a pity party. Um, somebody might view it as that. I'm just saying, I don't care what you think. This is where I need to be. And that's very healing. That's part of it. And so when you can move with that, and then I just have to know that there is a solution through every problem, and I will find it. And I will find it at my in my time. I think one of the challenges, and I agree 100% with what you've said, one of the challenges that emotionally we can, we need to take this break. We need to take this respite. But one of the challenges that I think a lot of people wrestle with is how do I move past this, right? And it's good to embrace it. And I kind of go back, you know, an eddy can be a complete respite. It can be a, a secure point where you can get food and emotional and spiritual um, sustenance. You can get help, right? You can look 
at the river what's ahead and get a guide to go because a lot of times like we would pull out of the river and then we would go and we would look at the next challenges ahead and we would kind of scout it out and go all right we're going to go to the left side or we're going to move this way but sometimes people get trapped behind that emotional and mental wall and one of the ways that you know you're trapped is if you keep asking the same questions mm -hmm over and over and i think that's important because if you find yourself having the same conversations over and over it might be time for you to go you know what i need to raise my hand i need to get an outside perspective i need to get some counseling i need to get a friend to go you know what can you walk through can you help me scout out a path forward and then you get the opportunity to try to work through that challenge with the help of those people walking by or who have given you counsel. And so it's, it's kind of a tricky thing, right? Uh, this balance of knowing when to take a respite, knowing when to seek and ask for help and being humble enough to ask for help and not being arrogant and prideful. And then recognizing that at some point you got to get back into the main flow of life. And there's a way to enter that, that pulls you into It's like when you're coming out of, out of an eddy, there is a place to enter that pulls you back in and all of a sudden you're back on course. Yeah. And I like that because when you're, I remember when you're being pulled back in, there's a lot of, um, I guess, assistance with the river you know, pulling you back in, you have the oars to help push you through, you have assistance, you have support. And it's not so, um, what I want to say abrupt or aggressive, it's just an ease into it. And sometimes you don't even realize, I, I'll go back to just in life, sometimes you don't realize you actually are coming out of it, you know, and getting yeah. back into it, you don't sometimes realize that. And that's actually, <laughs> I like it better that way because then I'm not, all of a sudden, I guess I notice like, Hey, hey things are good. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sleeping 24 hours a day. I'm actually waking up and brushing, good. Yeah, brushing my teeth, you know, having breakfast. I'm, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that can help you, but, but that, but I, I definitely believe with the support and the help. And that's a good point. I never thought about that where, if you're asking yourself the same question over and over again, or you're kind of stuck in a, a cycle that that's, that's one of your clues to say, Oh, I think I need help. Sometimes you may not even know that, you know? So um, it's, I guess it's just not, it's not easy. Okay. Life's not easy. This is, this is a journey. Um, but again, when you can think and know, if you know that your mind is powerful and you know that um, there's solutions to every problem and you can make the changes and you may need help and accept that help through for the changes that you have to make in order to help yourself, it's a beautiful thing. I just, um, I was thinking about, hold on, <laughs> I'm going to pull up my notes because Hmm. Oh, do you remember when you were a kid? I don't even know if they say this anymore as, because I don't think our kids know this, but do you remember as when you were a kid, um, 
if people called you a name or something, they say sticks and stones may break, break my, my bones, bones. <laughs> but names will never hurt me. Yeah. Okay. We're dating ourselves now. Um, but we already know that because we're gray. And so, but sticks and stones may break my bones. So there's the physical part, right? But names will never hurt me. And I, I remember, I, I like that saying actually, because what we're really talking about is I have control over what is brought into my mind. I have control over what I'm going to stew over. And I'm not going to stew over the name calling that you called me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about that. You know, you, whatever you called me is fine, whatever that's on you, you know? You can remember, I am rubber, you are glue. What you say bounces off of me, sticks on you, something like that. Oh gosh. <laughs> but I just remember those things, right? And those are, that's great for, at least that's how I feel about it. I feel it's, it's a, um, uh, a great phrase to remember that as a kid, like you had control. You don't have to worry about those things. That's just, um, a, uh, a mind game that someone wants to play on you. Right. And well, go ahead. I no, feel like you no, have something I'm, you want to say. I'm listening. I, I, I'm loving the idea, you know, right. But in the back of my head, as I'm listening, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage and self reflection to be able to go, you know what, what you just said to me, mm -hmm. that is not me. And you're trying to be hurtful. You're trying to cut, right. right? And if somebody is consistently hearing negativity, you're yeah. worthless, you're yeah. not smart, you're, you know, you're whatever, right? That over time can really wear sure. on somebody's oh, yeah. heart and in their spirit. So it's easy to say, yeah, you know, sticks and stones don't break my bones, but you know, words don't hurt me. They can hurt, right? And Part of where I want to go is that the words that you tell yourself mm -hmm. can either breathe life into you or they can cut you to the core and slowly bring death to your heart and your soul because you're tearing yourself down. And when we were raising our kids, I always had a saying with my kids, are you building up or are you tearing down? And that applies to you as well. Are you building up yourself mm -hmm. or are the words that you're telling yourself in your heart, in your mind, when you look in the mirror or when you do something or you didn't get that promotion or your kids don't turn out the way you thought they would or somebody else expected they would. Do you go, man, I wasn't a great mom. Where did I fail? Where did I fail as a father? Instead of going, you know what? No, I was a great dad. I was present. I was trying. Did I make mistakes? Absolutely. But it's part of me growing through the process of having kids yeah. and having a family. Oh, yeah. No, I like that, especially when you're saying about that being more um, kind to yourself, especially with the, the names that we say to ourselves or the things that we talk, how we talk about ourselves. So that could be very damaging. And you're right. I mean, the it is. I don't, I don't want to say it's a nice cliche, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But I feel like that's a very powerful phrase. Oh, I agree. Because at a young age, what we're saying, I'm not going to be affected 
by your unkindness. Yeah, your unkindness. But that brings me full circle here. This is the nonlinear thinking. It's if we can think that the person may be unkind to you only because they are also hurting inside. And I know that that can be very difficult when you've been wronged by someone, okay? Or someone, um, you know, yeah, definitely. If you've been wronged by someone and thinking beyond yourself is, is not easy to do, but thinking beyond yourself and going, wait, maybe that person has been wrong too. Like bullies will say, well, people who are hurting, there's that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And it's a sad situation. So the idea there is we need to break the cycle. Yeah. And one way to break that cycle is to show more kindness. I think one of the things too is I recently read the book, um, the Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I love that book, Atomic Habits. Yeah, yeah Atomic mm-hmm. Habits. And I loved it because I think a lot, he really hits home the power of your mind in helping you become who you want to be. Because you think about a lot of us, especially as we're graying, we tend, we, it's easy for some to look back and look at what where they failed. They can look back with regret. Instead of looking at, all right, that was the foundation that I built to today. And so that foundation is going to move me forward into the future. And so what do I want to become? And we tend to, especially when it comes to creating habits of the mind or the body or, you know, things that we're trying to do and, and learning or growing is changing the words that we use. For example, we often say I'm on a diet, right? It's I'm, I've given up sugar. I'm, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to have more patience, right? Instead of changing the language to, I am a fit person. Mm. I am not a smoker, right? right? And so you're turning those things that you do into things that you are. And when you start thinking in who you are, the things that you do become a result of your decision to become a type of person. Because you've made that decision that you are that person. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to end. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's great. Because you are becoming, or you have said and stated, you you are that. And so in order to become that, you're going to do the process already. You're going to work through that process. Yeah, and I, I think about a lot of conversations I, I've had with men who, you know, through whatever decisions they made, you know, all of a sudden they're, or for the past couple of years, they've been living separate from their family, right? And they tend to look at, you know what, I was an addict, I was an alcoholic, I was abusive dad, and it left this trail of of tears behind me that now I'm trying to rebuild from. And it's easy to go, 
look in the rear view mirror. The, the challenge is, is when you're looking in the rear view mirror, you can't look forward. You can't see what's ahead. And so as I'm talking to these guys, it's like, yeah, maybe you messed up. Maybe you made a mistake. But what are you going to become? And you need to change your language and go, you know what? I wasn't a good father back then, but I am a great father today. I'm going to be present. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be engaged. And I'm also going to be willing to allow my children, my ex, my whoever, the grace to work through their own pain and loss. And while I'm yearning for them to forgive me, I'm going to allow them the process that they need to go through their own healing to that point where we can meet together and go, you know what? We are a family. We walk through that. And maybe it's not what we imagined years ago, but look what we've become. Oh, and that's the expansive thinking because linear, linear thinking would be, I'm working on myself and not considering the fact that you've affected so many other people around you that you've got to allow them the time too. And that's the expansive thinking. That's the expansive um, love that we can offer everyone all around us. All right. I love it. Well, thanks <laughs> for coming up with these great discussions. I always love our discussions. I, I wish you guys could drive with us sometimes when we're going to we'll the gym. We'll have to video or, ourselves I mean, while we're just, thinking about these things. It's always we a great talk conversation. About, well, we just talk about stuff. <laughs> we do. So. And it's nothing, I mean, it's nothing extraordinary. It's just ordinary living. Um, but we'd like to share. And we hope that it helps you. And reach out to us. Let us know if there's anything that you want to talk about with this. We're happy to um, happy to support you um, in any way we can. And if there's any thoughts that you guys wanted us to discuss, um, we'd like to have you as a guest as well. So that'd be fun. DM us. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See Take you, care. See you next time on Into the Gray. While wow, you're getting gray. Oh wait, you died. <laughs> Your hair. Your hair looks great. I guess it's me getting grayer. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. <laughs> Peace.